in a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Oh, hello. (laughs) What is the deal? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. I'm coming in hot so much that the people in the podcast, my co-host Cody Lashney is like, where the hell is Tony at? (laughs) Bro, I'm acclimating to life where you have to work in COVID. Now my kids are back at school. And on top of that, dance, dance, dance. The girls are dancing. Ooh, okay. Right. Cooking dinner. I'm here, man. Guys, uh, welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast. We encourage you to be a part of the show. The number is 252-228-5098. And I got to thank my man, Cody Lashney. For being my co-host, my main man, the guy in the passenger seat, the guy running the show behind the scenes, Cody, it's cut night. How you doing? Tony Don, I'm doing wonderful, and you know I am because it's a Tuesday night, and there's news to talk about, a lot of big news. The Panthers have whittled it down to their final 53-man roster. We have a ton to talk about, and of course, we have to talk about the Patriots letting go of Cam Newton before the start of the season in favor of Matt Jones. But as always, Tony, you know that we're going to do it with the most lead Panther fans in all of YouTube. I'm talking about William Hans, Joey Watson, Panthers Rules, Sideshow Rob, AJ Lindsay, 89, Jay Stubbs, Craig Cartner, Tim Estes, Panther Blue, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. It's the toughest day of the year for NFL players, right? Is that um, uh, there is a small number of teams and a smaller number of spots. And so many of those spots are predetermined by the draft, by the coaching staff, before the preseason even starts. And teams around the league had to take, I believe, their rosters from 71 to 53 since the last game. And it's hard on the bubble players who are working so hard. But the Panthers, not only making cuts, making trades. And uh, at position groups, we were particularly not expecting of. CK in the house, my man, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm uh, doing well. We have the final breakdown. Admittedly, I'll say this. It's not the final breakdown. I feel like this list is going to look... Uh, pretty different come next week because there's still going to be waiver wire and and some of these people that we thought made the team I don't think are actually making it. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we have a, a a a pretty clear picture of what this uh what this team is going to look like, and uh, I think it's exciting to talk about tonight. All right, the number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. We would like for you to be a part of the conversation. You can subscribe to the longest running Panthers podcast by just hitting the subscribe button on YouTube. But we're also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast at. Please smash the the thumbs up button. Excuse me, the thumbs up button. Uh, and do this. Check uh, check us out on the Discord. You can find that information in the show chat. Um, guys, Cody. 
tell me this is that today was expectant, right? right? It was expectant. We knew there was going to be a trim. Where were you surprised or were, were you surprised? Did you yeah. see any of this coming? He does. Well, I did see some of this coming. I, I frankly felt that PJ Walker was going to win the backup quarterback battle. And, uh, of course, we let go of Will Greer. Um, it has, it has, it's now official. Uh, the Panthers love the big playability that PJ Walker represents. Uh, his ability to throw the football downfield. Yes, he has some inaccuracies, but when we had Tim Jenkins on the podcast, he, he really laid out a lot of the things that PJ Walker does really well and that he's always wanting to hit the ball deep down the field and instead of taking some of that underneath stuff that he might sometimes should. Um, and I think that the Panthers do like that about him and they're willing to um, withstand some of his shortcomings in favor of that. And frankly, listen, we've been very underwhelmed with Will Greer the entire time that he's been here. Right. I, I personally feel that He's had more than one good opportunity to make good on being a potential starter for the Carolina Panthers. Um, he's basically never been able to win out the job from anybody his entire time in being here. So that is by far one of the moves that is the least surprising to me. The one glaring thing on this roster that is very surprising to me, and I want everyone's opinion on this, the Panthers only have one center on our roster right now. That's it. It's Matt Paradis, and you better hope and pray his ass stays healthy for the rest of the season because personally, I think I I liked what Sam Tecklenburg was doing up until this point. Um, yeah, I really don't know why you wouldn't have right. at least one backup at the position where, let's be real, we've been talking about left tackle on this show a ton. But during the preseason and even last year, Matt Paradis has not been very impressive. And he has not impressed throughout the preseason. Uh, I think he's been a liability in pass protection. So this is very surprising to me that there is literally no depth behind him. I mean, we're essentially hoping that if anything happens to him, Pat Elflin is going to be able to step up and, and play center for him. And I have no evidence that that would ever be a he, good idea. He's actually played center at some point in his career. I don't know if it was in Minnesota or if it was New York. And that was sort of the versatility that was brought in, that he's not just a guard. But you're right. They have been playing him at guard. Um, I, I, I disagree that uh, Matt Paradis wasn't good last year. He was sorry his first year, still coming off an of injury where I was concerned he would be the next Matt Khalil type sign and a guy that was still dealing with injury that you, that was regarded as a top free agent pick or, you know, and he was at the time, like the best center you could sign. And we needed somebody after Ryan Khalil. And he was a disappointment his first year. The second year I thought he did come together and play better. But I do believe that F line is kind of like the fail safe break glass in, in case of emergency. Now, when it comes to PJ Walker and Will Greer, I got to ask CK this. Did uh, Will Greer even ever have a chance? No. I agree. I mean, I, I'm with I think you. That's I, think, I, think I, I think you're right. I think we all kind of, 
Listen, I mean, I think the honeymoon phase is done with uh, with Matt Rule, so we'll be straight out from the get-go. Um, Matt Rule has a very, very clear expectation that he wants the guys that he's been, he knows personally to be there, right? He also knows that we also know that Will Greer was not his guy. We also know that P.J. Walker was his guy. Um, and, uh, and the problem that I have, like, I think P.J. Walker offers a, 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 a explosive play opportunity. But even when he won us a game, he was heavily helped by our defense. And he made a lot of bad choices. Um, some of them might have been miscommunications. But nonetheless, stats don't lie. He, he maintains, like, if you look at his preseason stats, he did not do good. Like, his numbers are, like, possibly third-string quarterback numbers. Do you right? think Will Greer would have done better in that um, Minnesota? What was it? The Detroit That game. Detroit game? I'm not going to yeah. say he's gonna. He could have done better. I think that he could have. Probably he probably might not have put up as because we had a couple of explosive plays in that one. We might have put up more points because we weren't have thrown those interceptions in the end zone. Hopefully, um, because we weren't going up against the Detroit Lions that were you know <laughs> world beaters, right? Um, and and that's what PJ Walker was going up against. And what did we beat them seventeen to zero. I feel I feel like we were also on a kind of a losing streak at that point. We were. You know what we I'm were. saying? Like where yeah. it was not only just PJ coming into the game, it was yeah. also PJ coming in the game in relief. Right. Of ugh. But ugh. Am, am, am I going to tell you that like Will Greer was so upset, exceptionally better than Walker that he should have been right, named right. the... the I think that's I, no, but I, I think that he had no opportunity. No matter how well he played in the preseason, he was never going to take that job away from P.J. Walker. He could not have done much better. Let's put it that way. For Will Greer, right? right? If you think about it, this is that he... Uh, what else could he have kind of done to other than showing you that he was but, some sleeper that was like Cam Newton in the, in the sidelines that we didn't know about? But, like, what else really could he, he have done? And I thought that when PJ came out and played a significant amount to start the final preseason game, when there were limited reps, there was only two quarters left, who did they put in first? And I and, – and, Cody, you said this, is that I feel like that's an, a, an indication and people scoffed at you. And I believe it kind of was, is that, look, is by the time P.J. Walker or Will Greer is in the game, at that point, who really cares who has a 4% more completion rate? The game, the season is done, so. Right, right. Yeah, but, I mean, does anyone really feel like we made a mistake right here? I mean, to me, this is so <laughs> good. It's such know, a it's good like, comment, like, who, like, no one, No one actually gives a damn. It's like what, what you I don't just think said. I would have cared the, either way. The, the, yeah, but but listen, the fact of the matter is like, like are, is that what we're going to be the most mad played, about, mad about? If you want to say that they played favoritism and oh, BJ or you know PJ went to Temple and all this other stuff, that's fine. My thing is is look, maybe Will Greer goes on and balls out somewhere else. My thing is he had every opportunity in multiple quarterback battles. To win out a starting job, whether it was Taylor Heineke, whether it was Kyle Allen, whether it was Teddy Bridgewater, whether it was P.J. Walker, whether it was Hurt Cam Newton. Like, the fact that there's more than three names, I'm sorry. You stopped getting the benefit of the doubt for me after the third name. So You realize like, that P.J. Walker had the exact same thing. This is his fifth year. Like, he's he's been released by multiple teams. 
as well. So like it's not even an undrafted free agent. Yeah, he was an yeah, undrafted free agent. Went undrafted. And but, he kept on getting cut and signed to practice squads but and everything. He has won a football game as a Carolina Panther. So and his that's arm is so loud. I'm done. telling you this. Yeah. When PJ throws the ball, that motherfucker is zinging, homie. I'm sorry. Yeah, that thing it. is a missile. And I want to hear people talking about, oh, he throws missiles four yards away. We, or at least I defended Cam all those years um, uh, for throwing missiles right, right to the guy beside him. Um, I, look, the and look, we're going to talk about Cam, folks. Don't worry. Please, if you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast, call into the show at 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Tell a friend about the show. Greatest thing you can do to help us in our mission, which is to just grow Panther Nation. Um, Guys, when I looked at this roster, Teflenberg, to me, was a a sort of a surprise because of how much they played, played him in the preseason. But the Carolina Panthers also executed a trade right before the cut line. They traded with the Buffalo Bills, I believe. Was it a six? You guys got to tell me. I think it might have been or, a. It might have been the the seventh, right? Yeah, it six, was a six or seven. It was a late round pick for Daryl Johnson, right? Who could or likely was going to be a cap casualty or cut casualty for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills fans immediately started clamoring. A lot of them were saying that Daryl Johnson, that keep him, cut Obata. Anyway, the Carolina Panthers executed a trade while we're we're sitting here worried about linebacker. All of a sudden, we get a defensive end, and I believe there's actually some logic or some reason to the madness. Cody, what did you think about this trade? I know it was a a slight surprise. Yeah, so, I mean, it really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at the time. Uh, I understand that this is just a move for depth. Apparently, the Buffalo Bills and Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott really liked him, but the Buffalo Bills' depth at the edge position is really deep, so they were going to eventually cut him, and they wanted to see if they could get something from him. People were even making jokes that Luke was up there as a double agent, scouting (laughs) out talent for the Panthers and looking to see who was good and coming and reporting back to the Panthers, which I found funny. Um, And yeah, listen, he has two uh, quarterback sacks to his record. He has a decent number of pressures. Um, Really, this is a guy that they view as a rotational piece that they're going to be able to bring in on some of those um, alignments where we're in more of a three, four role where we have some standing outside linebackers, um, rushing off the edge. Uh, he's a big guy. He's six foot six, 255 pounds, long arms. That's not arms. big. That's small, bro. That's I mean, that's thin. around the same as Brian Burns. I mean, Brian no, Burns put on no, a few no, more no. pounds. Like over a the big defensive end is like 285. From a height perspective. Yeah. From a weight perspective, sure. From a height perspective, he does have that long kind of frame that. Brian Burns and I think this says we're going more to a four three defense. Personally, I think we need we needed some depth there. There's no there's no way they're going to a four three in my opinion because they have ten linemen. If we were running a five 
like a five. Uh, we don't have uh, any linebackers. Who the hell is a linebacker that we're going to be? Look, well, we have Reddick, six. I, I don't, if Colin Hassan Reddick, a uh, linebacker, is whack. Is my but he's a linebacker that's great a fit for a five. Man. You know, for uh, uh, he's a stand-up defensive end. That's what yeah. I, I mean, I don't well, think maybe we're using him like. I meant coverage. to say there. I thought you were saying three, four, four, three. I think we are four, three because we have ten defensive linemen on the on the on the roster. Um, yeah, I think we're trying to get a little bit more traditional in that, and yeah. I think we're gonna. And some people that they'll, they'll say it's like, oh, he's a linebacker, but he's really standing up from the edge. I think we're gonna have Burns and Reddick standing up on the edge every time together. Yeah, but then of, apparently what, this Daryl Johnson guy uh, rushes from the edge as well. So. But again, like what you were mentioning, I think he'll probably be a 253 right. pounds isn't very big for a hand in the dirt defensive end. No, nah, you're what, right. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Kind of, that's an excellent that's, point. That's the part that makes me think that we're going to use him as more of a standing edge rusher. And yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, um, we have Hassan Reddick listed as a linebacker. We also have Frankie Louvu as a linebacker, who I even wondered if Frankie Louvu had the type of skills necessary to potentially play inside i mean the guy is six foot three 235 pounds can fly around if he was able to make those checks and understand some of the offensive formations i would love to see him in the middle of that linebacker group but i think our coaches want him to rush off the edge he's been very impressive doing that more so than christian miller who opted out last year due to uh, covid who did not make the final 53-man roster this year, which is, I, I think, something that most uh, most of us were saying would happen. Um, but listen, I think the Panthers are putting a premium on defense this year. We want to be violent. We want to be strong up the middle. We want to have a, a, a very fast, aggressive edge game. And I think that's how the Panthers and Scott Fitterer are, are building this defensive roster. And I, I like what they've done on the defensive line. My biggest problem, and I'm sure we all know where I'm going with this, uh, is still that offensive line. I, I'm really, I, I'm telling you, the the starting offensive line formation that we tried out onto the field against the Jets, that will not be the final iteration of the Panthers' offensive line. I'm telling you that Brady Christensen is bound to work his way into the lineup and Deontay Brown should already be a starting guard for the Carolina Panthers after the incredible preseason that he's had thus far. To me, it's a disservice to the whole football team that we don't have him out there on the field right now. That is how impressive he has been. Um, on top of that, uh, what was the, the kicker, Thomas Fletcher, that we drafted in the sixth long round? Snapper. Yeah, long, uh, long snapper. Uh, we Mysterious him up. injury. We passed right? him, yeah, but it was a hip injury, and Matt Rule said that he feels he sustained it against the Baltimore Ravens, but that they couldn't really confirm. Uh, and the Panthers basically passed on one of the better offensive linemen in last year's draft oh, in favor of a guy who isn't going to be on our roster right now, man. You're, wait, yeah, this arch is so much. Uh, I was going to say this, CK, if. Matt Rule was the host of this show, and he came out and said last week you had a, a good week. What would Christian Miller say? I got cut today. That's what he would say. <laughs> Guys, man, every time I know it's kind of a joke is that I, I'm in defense of uh, Matt Rule 
on this is like, what else are you supposed to say about a guy you're going to cut next week? Right. Right. It's like, are you supposed to say you're in like, oh, no, nah, he was up and down. So uh, he might not be a good dude. It's like, yeah, he, who really cares about Christian Miller? No one. Oh, actually, no. Well, let's circle back to this. Do you think that the opt out? I And I truly believe this. And I said this at, at the We've time. We've all kind of agreed on this. Yeah. The opt out for players that are bubble players anyway is problematic. If you opted out and you're Aaron Rodgers, nothing's wrong. Right. But the bubble opt out, Christian Miller, I think, is an example of that, CK. I agree. I think, uh, you know, it, it's it's it, as much as we want to sit here and say that those things don't go into the decision making. Right. Like, exactly. let, let's, let's turn straight down to Jacksonville for a moment. Where Urban Meyer has admittedly, with statements, said that his cut down was uh, influenced by the people vaccinated on the team, and which is now being investigated because that's against yeah, you're not the rules. Allowed to do that, right? <laughs> um, and so, regardless, here's the thing: is there's an argument for Cam that he was cut because he was not vaccinated. There's an argument for any player that was cut that says they weren't vaccinated. Um, but you know, it's, it's the same concept. You, you choose these avenues. It's of course going to make, are they going to want to put somebody on the team that's going to cause more problems and constantly keep them in the, like if Cam Newton was not vaccinated all season, that's all people are going to be talking about every year. Have you, or every week, have you been vaccinated or all this stuff? It's, it's just a distraction. Cam is kind of, I think Cam's earned the, like, you know, is that the name power. But for someone like Christian Miller, for me, is what is that he missed a whole season to prove himself last year. Yeah, but I guess yeah. my, my point you know is, what I mean? is, like, like, is that we didn't even get to see him play last year. Yeah. A, it, number one. And B, this coaching staff didn't have a relationship to him. And C, he had like five plays to kind of prove it. Right. Cam, I feel like at the same time is like a again, that's like a superstar name to me. That I, you know, what is I don't think that the New England Patriots cut Cam because of vaccination. How about that? I was straight up put that out there. I don't think so. I think it was, I think it's a contributing factor. Like, I think it's not the sole reason, but I think when you look at the fact that he, has had to miss days at practice because of a decision that he or the team, I'm not sure who it was, but because of that decision, because of a decision that was made there, like I think that's because he was not vaccinated. And the fact that he was having a good camp, uh, does do, do we really think that, do we think that Mac Jones is that incredible of a player that he was able to beat Cam Newton? Cody, I disagree with what CK is saying. I don't think it's vaccination. Is that if anything, that what I will field as like, all right, I will listen to, and I, I'm not trying to dump on you, CK. What I'm saying is this: is that um, he gave uh, Mac Jones more of an opportunity than he would have had in those five days, right? So they would have trotted Cam out there at least for half of those practices. So Mac Jones had to got, got a little larger stage than he would have had Cam um, been vaccinated or whatever, and not had to do this stuff. But I, I truly think when it comes to the Patriots, Cody, is that they may have already known that once Mac Jones kind of showed that he was capable to a certain degree that they were trying to move into that realm in week six 
or something like that. And then having Cam there is just, if he's healthy, that's going to be almost problematic. Right. So, listen, I, I'll say, I want to say this about, about Cam Newton first and foremost, right? Listen, I've, I've, I've said it like, like this before, man. Cam Newton had to do so much with so little during his time here in Carolina for the majority of his prime healthy football playing years. And listen, if you know me and if you know the things I've said on here before, I would not love football half as much as I do right now without Cameron Jarrell Newton. Okay, I love that man. I love what he is as a football player. I love his spirit. I, I love what he brings. One. I love what he brings to to just to, to the NFL, man. When Cam Newton was playing at his best, the NFL is at its best, man. Right. I mean, that you know, just seeing players playing a game for a living, Cam brought the fun back to the game. Okay. And I'm gonna keep it real. There's a bunch of fake ass Panther fans. I don't know how y'all treated Jake DeLome, not y'all specifically, but I don't know how y'all treated Jake DeLome once his ass went to the Browns and wherever the fuck else it went. But there's so many fans that are Panther fans that just because he's not a Panther anymore will take every opportunity to fucking shit on an all-time great Panther player, and it's fucking bullshit. And if I'm describing you right now, then you're fucking bullshit. How about that? Uh, my fandom for Cam Newton doesn't just go away in the drop of an eye or because Cam Newton isn't vaccinated or because Cam Newton's on another football team. It's fucking bullshit. That's number one. Number you know two. What? Also hold, on, hold on, hold on. I'm on a roll here. I got to go with this, man. Number two here is I can also look at this from an objective standpoint, right? That if you're the Patriots, you think that your future for the next 10 years is Matt Jones. And they they drafted him in the first round, and they feel like that's their future. And, yeah, whether you like it or not, the Patriots got five days in a row to look at Matt Jones against the New York Giants in practice and in preseason, and they decided to go with their guy. And, frankly, I'm of the opinion that – uh, the Patriots went up to Cam Newton and said, look, we're going to go with Matt Jones. We're either going to make you the backup or we'll let you explore pastures at a different place and let you see if you can become a starter somewhere else. I don't else. think that happened. And I, and I think Cam probably opted to do that. I, I'm just so disappointed because I feel like this year with the type of offense that the Patriots were building, that Cam Newton had a chance to have a to have a genuine career year up there with the Patriots, but you know they decided to go with their future. I don't know where Cam Newton ends up next, and I'll, I'll always be a fan of Cam Newton no matter what, man. Uh, you know, a lot of people are already talking about you know, oh, if Sam Donald sucks, maybe we'll bring back Cam Newton. I'm not even talking about none of that shit right now. It doesn't matter to us. That's too far out in the future. Sam Darnold is our quarterback. But I'm so tired of all the half-baked Panther fans who take these opportunities to shit all over a former Carolina Panther all-timer. The all-timer, honestly. It's like, I mean, the only other names we will entertain are Steve Smith and 
Julius, Julius Peppers. Peppers. And I, uh, yeah, and I agree and with Luke. the argument. Uh, yeah, uh, argument against Julius is halftime in Carolina. But you know what made me the most mad about all this shit that happened today is when they took the all-time best commercial in the history of football and talked shit about Cam with it. Remember that commercial with the kids? Yeah. The little kid. Oh, God. And then they put Mac uh, Mac Jones and the other window. Like, yeah. It's just that was that was when I lost my mind today. Yeah. <laughs> was that yeah, because I, it's like such a good commercial at such a good moment. Everything was great about it. And this kind of hardship moment, CK, really, it was tough on me. Now, uh, Donnell, he says no revenge game now. Um Listen, the the names that are being thrown out as possible landing spots, and one that actually makes a lot of sense would be the Houston Texans. Um, we play the Houston Texans this year, and so what they about actually, the Colts? The Colts is an interesting one. I don't know, man. They just they just traded a lot of capital for for Carson Wentz, but he's he's hurt. He hasn't practiced. He hasn't even practiced basically the entire preseason. Yeah, he had he's that had foot injury. Foot um, injury. Now he's got the COVID protocol. But apparently he had some miraculous recovery, and he was back throwing passes. I thought. Yeah, he was but back look, in practice. The Colts yeah. defense was legit last year. They marched the playoffs with a uh, a, a shell of himself, Philip Rivers. Cam Newton right now as a backup quarterback or the starting quarterback on the Colts is not bad. I, I'd say starter right away, number one. I would start him over Carson Wentz. What about um, – and we get, we're not going to spend too much longer on this, guys, that you're listening. The number is 252-228-5098. Denver would be an awesome place. How about that? <laughs> that would make I would absolutely that, love that. Dude, if he went oh, that, that would help. That. I, that would, I'd like that shit. Like, even though that wasn't Teddy's fault, he was just going where somebody wanted him. Like, yep. like, I don't blame him for that, but it would be the most hysterical thing to me to experience Teddy Bridgewater then getting or waved or traded away because of Cam Newton taking his job. Or just having to take the bends would be, that'd be kind of funny. Um, the Washington football team is a name that some people floated out, but I got a good we one. We played the Washington football team this well, year as well. But then Ron Rivera has He's been one of the immune biggest He's been one of the biggest sticklers uh, about the vaccine. Exactly. If apparently mm-hmm. he even brought in like a, like a, some doctor specialist to come and talk to the whole football team because Washington wasn't vaccinated enough or something. So yeah, I don't I don't know if even uh if, if that's even in play for do we for, do for we Cam. see a scenario where he signs in the NFC South? Uh no. Man, no. man if well, he signs in Atlanta, no, I will cry. There, no, that will be the one thing no that will make me I will never cheer for Cam Newton to have a resurrection. In an Atlanta jersey. You don't like, think that he would go to Atlanta time. where he was born and raised? You don't think he would back up somebody who who he could very well take the Is starting really job gonna, from? He's not gonna take the starting job from Matt Ryan. They're already point. they were talking about getting rid of Matt Ryan this offseason. So much money. You know where I think of the uh I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, could take him. No, I think it is the New York Giants. The real question Daniel is Daniel Jones Cam sucks. want to be a backup. 
Does no, he's going to go to New York and replace Daniel Jones, bro. Daniel Jones. With Dave Gettleman? <laughs> yeah. Here's, that's what I, I here's the question. Here's the real question. The reason I say Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if Cam Newton has an opportunity, number one, to ring chase, go to that that offense um, and that has all the weapons, has the offensive line to protect him, and an incredible defense, and he's going to back up Tom Brady. Tom Brady, if he does well this year, Tom Brady, this has got to be his last or at least close to his last year. He's not going another three or four years in this league. There's just there's going to be a drop-off. No matter what people say, he is at that point where there is only so much you can do for your body before there's a drop-off. Yeah, but when's it going to happen, though? Everybody's been, we've been saying that for the last five I know. Years. People were saying that about Peyton Manning, and then it finally happened to him, too. Yeah, but Peyton Manning's head almost fell off, dude. Like that's a little different. Like his head, he had to go to so, Germany. So to you get, think like, that? Special... Do you believe Tom Brady is going to be a quarterback until he's fifty? No, I but mean, I, I believe he's going to be a quarterback but... next year. But my thing is this: Cam Newton. <laughs> I don't think Cam Newton will be on the starting roster at the start of this year. But I think you know, especially if some mm. injuries happen, he's just going to wait until the perfect time to pop up and. Hopefully that's in a good situation and scenario. Listen, being very honest with you, this doesn't change my love for Cam. I've accepted the possibility that we may have absolutely seen the best days of Cam Newton in the NFL. And whatever he does from here on out might just be, you know, either gravy on top or his, you know, the moment when he changes to do something else in broadcasting or fashion or podcasting or Cam Newton can do a million things, but uh, he's my favorite quarterback of all time. That doesn't change. I know what Cam Newton did for this team. You all know what Cam Newton did for this team. So, yeah, man, salute to him. I wish him the best. If I'm a betting man of him of him ending up somewhere, oh, he's um, I think it's either man, Houston Dallas. or the Giants. Man, I don't want him to go to. I don't think if I was Cam, Dallas. I would just not go to Texans. If I was Cam, I would just not go. To That'd be the one place in this entire league that he has an opportunity to start. That's a lie. Where else does he have an opportunity? Denver, Washington. No, Denver's uh, got Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, and they just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Cam's better, better than both. But do you guys. think they're really going to go um, and trade after no, they in Indianapolis? True, he could start in Indianapolis right away. He's not. Yeah, he's no. not going to start there either. Um, he could start. I disagree with. There's that. not a single. There's not a single. Uh, there, there might be question marks around the Washington Houston football team. Houston is the team. worst place for him to go, man. If he goes to Houston, that's just like going to a team that treated you like you were tw- twenty-two. You have no offensive line, no weapon, no nothing. Why do you think Deshaun Watson went the fuck out of there? But no, I agree. But who who else would a death like, sentence? Dude. Like, let's going let's, to Houston is a death sentence right now. Can we all agree Cam Newton is an alpha? For sure, yeah. Cam Newton is not a backup. Cam Newton will not want to play as a backup. I'm telling you. I don't think he would not play football. I think that he he has enough dog in him to think he's the guy that should be starting. But I don't think he is so egotistical that he won't go and wait, kind of wait for his spot. Like, imagine if he went and signed with the Giants, dude. Imagine if he went and signed with the Giants. And uh, he's standing on the sideline, a former MVP, and 
Daniel Jones, who has never done shit in the entire league, goes out and throws two interceptions in game one and then two more in game two. Right? I mean, like, you don't think Cam's got the nuts to just say, all right, put me in, and then come in and fuck shit up? Uh, I, like, I, no think Cam, I think Cam's more humble than people give him credit for. I'm not saying it's a matter of just Cam either. Like, we all know what Cam Newton is in a locker room. He commands that locker room as he's a big personality, and that What's doesn't... What's wrong with that? It's nothing wrong with that for a quarterback. Name me one backup quarterback that commands a, 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 a locker room like Cam Newton does. Well, maybe we're dying for that backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm I just mean, saying. Like, and you got to keep in mind, it's not just about, like they were talking about with Cam Newton's release from the Patriots. Like, even if they went to Cam, I don't think they went to Cam at all and said, you can be our backup. I don't think that was ever a part of the equation because Cam Newton owns that locker room. Like, he owns the, every part. Like, his, his charisma with that locker room is unmatched by Mac Jones. Mike, Mac Jones may be a good quarterback, but Cam Newton was a much better quarterback from a uh, leadership he's also perspective. A baby, too. He's a well, yeah. but then, okay, this is so where, then, see, where this is where Cody's right. This is Cody where Cody is absolutely right. Is that part? you know what a, you you Cody I call him CK you Cody? I know. So which you're part, exactly right. right is you're right about this? Is what about what about a team that starts out like, um, say seven and three, and quarterback gets an ankle or goes down like the Titans. What about the Titans or something? Tannehill, there's going to be an injury. Cam, all of a sudden you put him in, dude, you're not out of it. I mean, listen, what I'd like to think of is, uh, you know, you sort of said it, Tony, Cam is more humble than he gets credit for. And, you know, he, he was doing his best to be a mentor to Matt Jones up there um, in, in New England. I mean, he did that with Taylor Heineke and, and Will Greer, too. That's Absolutely. something that he's always done. Um, I'm even looking at it. Look at what happened to Nick Foles. It, he was a once upon a time starter in the NFL, goes to be a backup. The starter gets hurt. And then here came Nick Foles and ended up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, at this point in time, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, luck has not gone the way of Cam Newton these past couple of years. And that's, I mean, the proof is in the pudding for that. You want to talk about the shoulder surgery, the foot injury in preseason, um, you know, the way his coach has handled him. Then there's all this COVID nonsense. Then uh, him signing late last year. Like Cam has had bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. At this point in time, if he wants to play professional football, he's got to take whatever opportunity is given to him. I don't know if that will be a starting job right away. He might have to be a backup. But, dude, I, uh, similar to what CK said, Cam Newton has that charisma where once you're around him, players love him, they want to be around him, they want to play for him. He is always going to be knocking on the door of being a starter no matter where he is. But that's that's the problem, I think, is, right. is like he's going to win over the, the locker room. But it, this is Cam Newton's personality is the reason Steve Smith was cut. Guaranteed. They needed Steve Smith to not be the leader of that locker room because Cam Newton was commanding that. That was the reason Steve Smith was cut from the, from our, our roster. It wasn't a lack of production. It wasn't any of that. Steve Smith and Cam Newton couldn't both exist on the same roster because there could only be one leader like them, oh. and they're both. 
Why else did they cut Steve Smith? It wasn't raw. It wasn't necessarily money. We weren't necessarily in cap hell with that. We weren't sitting there waiting to find the next big person. I think it's a realistic statement. But the one thing is, all right. So number one is then uh, for me in response to that, is Steve Smith. We've we know him. We've known him for so long. We even hear him in the broadcast. He's yeah, so exactly. unfiltered. Like it's just crazy. It's almost overload, Steve Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like right. so, I I don't know if it's Cam and his personality. It's just Steve's was so big. I think that's a Gettleman move, though. I think this is Gettleman trying to be smarter than everybody. Yeah. And I think he cut Steve Smith trying to think like he's passing these torches that were almost unnecessary at the time and him trying to remind everybody he's more clever than anyone. By the way, so, Dave Gettleman also did the same thing in New York, too. They drafted Saquon Barkley and then short after – Shipped Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. out of town. So yep. it's a very Gettleman move. I, I yeah. think Steve, I think Cam Newton and Steve Smith could have been fine together if they would have just continued to be on the same team and they actually continued to build around them and put more talent around those two pieces. But again, man, Cam Newton is just going to be a sad case of a truly magnificent diamond in the rough quarterback that was just underserviced by front office and coaches the majority of his time here. And that's just going to be the story of it, man. So, I mean, it, it sucks. Like I said, I'm pulling for him the rest of the way. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if we end up lining up across him this year at some point, because there's certainly opportunities right. for it to happen. Mm. There's some sourness as we talk about ticket prices. The number is 252-228-5098. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Go ahead and call into the show. We want to hear your opinions on the cut day. And um, actually, I don't even really, uh, at this point, I'm not even interested in talking about Cam Newton anymore. I want to refocus our attention on the Carolina Panthers surprises. What do you guys think? Call in 252-228-1598. Uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good like a three and a four and a who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose. Who's that kid that can use one? Boom, 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 boom. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. I'm back, baby, and I got a lot to say. It's that hey, baby. man. Tony, I'm calling in, motherfucker. You better play <laughs> my shit fully, G. Don't cut me the fuck off. I got a lot. Oh, he hung up. How about that? Ah, you had a lot to say, and you hung up. I thought you cut yeah, him off. I, got, I, th- no, I thought you uh, cut him off right after you, t- right after you said you. If, it, not to if cut I him was off. that cool, if I was that cool, I would cut him off here. Look, I might even give him a second call. I might do that. Booyah, booyah, booyah. You bring that hot shit, and then you come in here, and you get cut off on your own self. Hey, hey, hey. It's G, baby. I got a lot to motherfucking say. Well, say it. (laughs) 
looking at this roster pulled up right now. This is a fucking sorry ass roster. I'm sorry, guys. Panther Lip Nation, listen to me, goddammit. This is not a talented roster at all. Look at these safeties. Our safety play? Justin Burris, trash. Jeremy Chin, okay. Sean Chandler, we don't know what the fuck we're getting from him. Sam Franklin, like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Our offensive line is going to be terrible. Cam Irvin, Taylor Moten, Trent Scott, Brady Christensen, come on, man. Pat Fline, John Miller, Dennis Daly, Deontay Brown. Bro, this is – and I'm going to say it right now, man. We need to bring in a real QB competition because I don't give a fuck what any of y'all say, man. The Sam Donald I saw in that preseason, that last game, bro, same old fucking Sam Donald. He's playing against the twos. He's not going against T.J. Watt. He's not going against Mekhi Fitzpatrick. He's not going against um, any of the fucking starters. Fucking the Bush, Devin Bush. He's not going against him. Like, come on, man. Like, stop it, y'all. Stop it. Stop it, goddammit. Cam motherfucking Newton just got released. You want to fucking bring back all the fucking fans of fucking Carolina, man? Go get fucking Cam Newton, man. What the fuck? Gee, baby, they're getting on you in the chat. The roster I'm looking at is fucking pathetic. It's pathetic. Our defense is... I don't... I, I know what the fuck I'm looking at, man. I know what I'm looking at. And I know what we've had in the past. And this defense, and, and we're going to – our starting linebacker is going to be Jermaine Carter. Our middle linebacker, I, I'm not okay with that. I'm just not okay with that. I'm going to have to call. Um, You know what is that? G-Baby's taking a ton of heat in the chat room right now. Yeah, nobody's loving the G-Baby call. But there is – um, it's kind of like the truth might lie in the middle when it comes to this, right? It's because we got so much potential and we think of Burns and Reddick, Brown, this defense churning. Also, we are believing that it's going to, everybody's going to stay healthy. Then we got JC Horn shutting down mugs. Then we got Dante Jackson, who is might be like all of a sudden this playmaking second, number two corner that we expected all of this. Jeremy Chin returning. But there are some questions in that linebacker core right away. And we have optimism about Jermaine Carter Jr., but we ain't seen very much. And we've seen Jack Thompson be okay. I like this Hartsfield kid. He made the roster, Cody. Love that. I don't think Justin Burris is as trashy as y'all say, but we got to stay healthy if this defense is going to be good. Yeah, we really have to stay healthy. I mean, that goes for any football team. And sure, listen, but- it, it, it goes without saying. We've been saying on this podcast for a while that there are spots on our team where the depth is simply not very good. I've been calling attention to this safety depth for a while now. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. you know, that there isn't a whole lot of name talent at that position. Linebacker is, I mean, we're, we're counting on a bunch of guys that we really don't know a whole lot about, right? We've seen Jermaine Carter last year. He's been getting, you know, progressively better and better. He was. I think he's going to be better than Shaq, dude. That's how. Yeah, I hey, hey he was certainly better, certainly scary. better than tired Whitehead. I mean, that goes without saying too. Who is? I mean, he probably should have been starting over him last year. Um, 
But then other than that, there just isn't a lot of named talent. Frankie Louvre is someone that we've all been very excited about, but this is a name that has come out of nowhere, really. Yeah. I mean, so, someone that, you know, okay, you know, if, if you had a real beat on him when he was with the Jets, then maybe. But other than that, he's come out of nowhere to most Panther fans. We've been saying that we see him being a legitimate starter for the Panthers this year. But even then, like, you're not depending on a whole plethora of football film from Frankie Louvu. You haven't seen him do it at a high right. level a time. Just hope. So, it's just hope. Yeah, and so, yeah it's just optimism. And, and then I, I, I'm telling you, this offensive line is going to be a Rubik's Cube for a little while. I mean, I could easily foresee a scenario, uh, you know, if, if our interior offensive line isn't able to do the job, we're still going to be switching around players um, and, and, you know, at some point this season anyway. I, I maintain that Deontay Brown should be starting and Brady Christensen should be a member of this offensive line, both of them. And I think at some point this season, and I've said this a million times before, they are going to be starting at some point this season. I just don't know when. So G-Baby's not 100% wrong. We definitely have some holes on our roster as far as name talent goes with depth. However, and I know I'm long-winded, I'm about to wrap it up. The areas where we are strong, I'm very happy at, man. I'm really happy with our edge rush. I'm really happy with our defensive line. I think we're all loving all the brand-new talent at the receiver position in the forms of Terrace Marshall. Um, You know, we expect DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson to continue to have big numbers. Uh, And apparently Shai Smith will be back at some point this season as well. So, you know, you have to sacrifice. We're still in the midst of building this football team back up from what was the ground level. So, yeah, man, it's going to be defense has the potential. The defense has the potential to be nasty as fuck. Yes. Or, you know, I mean, if a couple of things, and this is every team, if a couple of things don't work, right? And what I mean by, like, injury, if we get a couple of injuries. Right now, if, if Shaq gets injured, we've, we screwed, and he ain't even good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is that that's the whole thing. It's all, like, it could be really awesome if you put them out there and they do what they're supposed to do. But one or two guys go down, and it's tough to replace it. Particularly, like I need Reddick, Burns, Brown, Chin, and Horn to be healthy all year. That's what I think. If those guys are healthy all year, this defense can be nasty as a mug. But if they're not, the drop off is problematic. Yeah, uh, the, my my main concern. And I didn't think I would be saying this, but my main concern is that we only have one center on the roster, and that center oh, yeah. has just not looked good. I, I, I continue to go no, back to on. that. What he about this? Done. Where are all the Cam Irvin haters at after week this past preseason game? Everybody told me Cam Irvin was going to be the worst thing I ever saw. Cam Irvin was not the worst player on that offensive line in that final preseason game. So, hey, maybe we got a little Michael Orish type player here. Hopefully, that's what I'm dying for. 
I'm definitely not wishing for the downfall of our starting left tackle. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to put some voodoo shit on the man. Um, I just, you know, based on previous records of things that he's done, I, I'm just not confident that he will last at left tackle. So, Tony, I don't think those takes are, are going to go away. I don't think those people have gone away. Rather, they're just waiting for their moment to pounce should the moment call for. Are you a little excited about... Not excited. That's the wrong word. Were you pleasantly surprised that Cam Irvin wasn't the worst dude on that line? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was, I was surprised. I was. How about, yeah, how about this? I've seen a lot of Pat F-line takes. So he sucks. He sucks. He sucks. I ain't heard Cam Irvin... Was a was a is trash for the last week. That yeah, those I mean, takes are last... missing. Those takes are missing, and I mean he might be trash, but well, I ain't but seen those people can... just shouting from the rooftops. Well, granted, it was against backups for the Steelers, and that's not on care. him. Either. No, you but like play, here's the thing: is that the yeah? I mean, he went out there and he didn't suck. F line did suck. Yeah. Against You're out here telling me Paradis has not has been unimpressive. We everybody said Cam Irvin was going to be the worst, and I'm just saying, man, wow, I'm so glad he's not at this point. He might be in week two. Yeah, I mean, we'll, do, we'll just have to see, man. We're um, you know that that first week of the uh, or the first four weeks of the NFL season. We're going to find out a lot about this team. We see some favorable matchups. Um, I, f- I feel like our toughest match is probably going to be New Orleans um, that, that, that second course. week just because of what their defense is. And it's around that no, time. And Jameis. They got Jameis, too. I mean, like, I mean, I don't want anybody. But, yeah, like, but specifically. You might not fully believe in him as a long-term option, but that might can go out there and sling it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm more – but see, that's the thing, though. We have J.C. Horn. We have Dante Jackson. We have Jeremy Chen. I'm, I'm more – and knowing that Jameis Winston is primed to throw 30 interceptions, you know, oh if he God. if he has a, a you know, a normal Jameis Winston year. Hey, man, say what you want. The dude threw 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns. That's that's all on him. Everyone – it's a – He threw 30-something touchdowns, man. too, though. It's not like he okay. can't do yeah, it. Yeah, but you can't dismiss one and not the other. The I'm just saying he's not going to win a Super Bowl, maybe. And 30 but like, interceptions. I doesn't agree. I would who, be, I'm, who I'm most worried about in that game is not uh, Jameis Winston. It's uh, Kamara because yeah, he's going to be against this course. linebacking core. And, like, I think, yeah. I think the problem that we have right now – is the offenses, and this is what happened last year, is they know that our defensive line can get after the quarterback quickly. That Where they were hurting us was across the middle against that linebacking court. That was always the weakness last year. There was some weakness in the secondary, don't get me wrong, but the biggest hole we had was linebacker, and that was because we could not stop those short to intermediate throws. Like, it was just a problem the entire last year, and if that continues this year, that's what I'm afraid of with that game against uh, the Saints because they're going to... You know Sean Payton is going to game plan very well against this team. Certainly. All right, you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. My podcast brothers, how y'all doing? What's up, G? Of RCA. Hey, man, I woke up from a damn nap today. 
and was looking on YouTube and they said that Cam Newton was cut from the damn uh Patriots. I thought it was a damn joke. Me and I too. put it on NFL Network. Yeah, Cam Newton is cut from the um New England Patriots, and I said it once, and I said it again. I told everybody that shit wasn't going to work in damn New England. I told people that damn mm. shit, man. And he get beat out by damn Jones. That's what I'm saying. With Cam Newton, I people saying his career is done. I don't know. But he get beat out by a fucking rookie? Oh, my God. And people saying that, you know, he's not vaccinated, and that's why this and that. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey is vaccinated. I don't think old boy, the quarterback for the Ravens, is vaccinated. I don't know. Well, I'm going to end this by saying this, and I'm probably going to get killed. I will take Cam Newton back in Carolina in a fucking heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I will put him over P.J. Walker any damn day. Absolutely. Man, it's tough. Uh, and the reason it's tough is that I saw a lot of people, I saw tweets coming out saying uh, Cam Newton's better than, uh, and then they named all these starting quarterbacks, and Sam Darnold was one of them. These were coming from, Carolina Panther fans. Um, so anyway, um, I'm sure we've talked a little bit about Cam. I'm sure the next calls will take us through that. G, I was with you. The guy that sent me the message on Twitter today has trolled me a lot. And I said, is this true? That was my first thing back to him. 252-228-5098. What's going on, C3 Nation? It's your boy, Jay Hanson, hitting you up. Jay, what's um, up? First of all, I'm winning. You know, talk about the you know Cam getting released. Everybody <laughs> gonna say what well, Cam is not on the team. Why are we talking about Cam is a Panthers legend? So, guess what? Panthers legends are gonna get talked about on the Panthers podcast. So, one thing I'll say, like I'm glad that he got released. I had a feeling he was gonna get released. I'm glad he got released because cause I was getting tired of Boston people. I was getting tired of Boston media. I you know I didn't want him to resign there. I want, I wish he would have signed, I wish he would have signed to Washington, but I don't know what, you know, what's the deal with that and anything. You know, Cam felt like he wanted to stay in, um, and he felt like, you know, he could, um, do better than what he did last year. So he wanted to stay in that system and get to know that system. So, which is understandable, but I wish he would have, he would have went on to Washington and he'd probably be better off then, you know. A lot of people say it's like COVID because the show wasn't performance related because I think Cam outperformed Matt Jones in practice and in preseason, you know, especially with the drives that, you know, especially with the positions that Cam was given. He played better than Matt Jones. But, you know, oh boy, you know, oh boy, Bill, he wants to go back to the Tom Brady, you know, way of things to where they show, throw short passes, but we'll see how that goes. So, you know, Cam in a good spirit, so cool. Glad we don't have, glad I don't have to deal with them racist Boston people and stuff like that. They were worse than dealing with the with the racist fans in Carolina Panthers. So, um, other than that, you know, Will Greer, he got released. Um, kind of saw that coming. At the same time, it was a bad pick. In the, it was a bad pickup in the first place. I didn't think we needed a quarterback. You know, at that time, at, especially you know. We didn't get uh, Chauncey Gardner on Johnson. We had needed a free safety at the time. We didn't need a quarterback, a backup quarterback, you know, in Will Greer. I didn't see Will Greer as that dude. A lot of people saw him as the future. I didn't saw him as the future, you know, even in college and stuff like that. So, you know, other than that, man, y'all have a good one. 
Peace. 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 Hey, um, one, thanks for the call. Um, number two, I mean, listen, I think we've kind of, you know, we've we've said our bit um, about Cam Newton, you know, and and, and listen, you know, I'm. I'm of the mindset too that you know, uh, it, you know, just from my evaluating standpoint, everything that I heard about Matt Jones was that he was um, he was really good at the playbook at Alabama, and I think that if you look at what uh, Bill Belichick and, and the Patriots want in a, a quarterback, do Matt your Jones job. represented that. Yeah, oh it was that God. do your so job type of mindset. So to me, it's not necessarily surprising that this happened. Um, I mean, that was the the tailor-made quarterback for what the Patriots were looking to replace Tom Brady with. So uh, again, I don't know. And listen, inevitably, I want people to understand that, like, you know, we, we've talked about this before with Sam Darnold in relation to other quarterbacks in the NFL, how if Justin Fields has a ton of success this year, Man, we're going to be kicking ourselves from passing on him. Teddy Bridgewater and how he does with Denver. Um, You know, a lot of these different quarterbacks. Um, And I I think that if Sam Darnold also, you know, this is like a nightmare scenario, but if Sam Darnold starts to fail and Cam Newton is still out there, whether we want to talk no, about it or not, it's no, going to be this thing. We're not going to talk about it. I, I refuse that. I, I hope it don't. Conversation I have faith. I have faith. What about too? a more plausible one, I think, would be Mac Jones getting hurt. You know? I mean, Mac Jones could be the best quarterback in the history of the world. Right? I mean, Andrew Luck supposedly was on the trajectory to being the best quarterback on the in the world, this decision will look brilliant if he turns out to go and win a Super Bowl or be very, very good in the process. But if he breaks a, a gets a knee injury or a shoulder injury week three, and they got and they, and they got a Brian Hoyer, come on, yeah, that's. The injuries happen, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. It's, a, it's a real determinant of, of your career in so many yeah. ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that the people availability is the greatest ability. So, hey, all right, let's go to the next one. Prime says, Affirmation, I need you to listen to me, goddammit. Oh, God. This is a three win team. This is a three win team. A three win I've seen team. what I thought out of Sam Darnold, man. Making the same erratic fucking shit, being Sam fucking Darnold, man. Oh my goodness. As soon as he fucking gets out of the pocket doing stupid shit against number twos, man. Mm. Like, oh my. And I, you know what? Matt Rule is a fucking con artist. I don't believe a goddamn thing that motherfucker says, man. And we're starting to get there with you. He says something nice. Cam Newton, the fucking Carolina Panthers did that shit, goddammit, man. If we got to blame anybody, we need to blame fucking David Tepper, fucking Matt Rule, and motherfucking Joe Brady because they lied to all of us, man. And at the end of the day, this is never going to fucking work. We should have went and got easy Eric and Enemy, the, the dude that went to fucking two back-to-back Super Bowls. But you know what? He doesn't get a gig because he's fucking black. Favorite, that's what being man. black in America gets you, bro. And that's just real fucking shit. <laughs> Open your motherfucking eyes. That's real fucking shit. A dude came out and fucking said he wanted to coach Cam fucking Newton. And now we're, we're going to deal with this, which is cool. But, dude, look at the fucking talent on this fucking goddamn roster, man. 
I'm, I'm scared. It's good, baby. Uh, this, it's good, T, baby. Say, like, Matt Paradis, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. And I got a lot to say to fucking CK, bro. Because you don't know a goddamn thing about football, bro. I got high heat beef with you, bro. What? I said he's going to take Matt fucking Ryan over Cam Newton. Motherfucker, please, bro. I got nothing to fucking say to CK, Did man. Every single time he comes on, I, I got to beat the motherfucker, bro. That's how bad. That's how angry CK has me, bro. And that's <laughs> Sounds like I'm other people got real, you angry, man. too, brother. At the end of the day, I, I have us winning three fucking games, man. I just I just don't see it, man. Bring in a fucking Cam Newton. Put ass in seats, man. Sam Donald. Get PJ Walker the fuck out of here, bro. He ain't doing shit. He fucking got a job because of these bad rules guy, bro. Well, okay, dude, baby. Yeah, hold on. I'm right now. Pause this shit, man. Dude. Uh, uh, bring in a it, real fucking uh, QB, bro. Uh, Sam Donald. What okay, G baby, if you're gonna so call in here, if okay, one that's your spirit animal. I like G baby, he's so passionate, bro. But and listen, look for the same reason I never banned C Fish or C Dog, whatever, whenever he comes in here talking shit about the football team. G baby's entitled to his opinion. But here's my deal if you're gonna talk a whole bunch of shit, one, let's not act like you haven't seen uh, uh, Sam Darnold in a meaningful NFL game yet, and you're already trying to throw the dude under the bus. Number two, he actually did very good in his uh, in that game against the Steelers where he threw for two touchdowns, looked okay, and you're shitting on Sam Donald, shitting all over everybody. Like, dude, you're just projecting. That you're the first four projecting. plays, NG, G Baby's defense, in, in the first four plays or whatever it was, is that Sam Darnold, you can tell he had a little bit of jitters. And the one play that drove me nuts about what Sam Darnold did in this game, but he did have a, he had a better game than I expected. So I'm optimistic about him at this point. But remember when he was about to take that sack? Or he was taking a sack, and it looked like he was trying to throw the ball away. You're like, gosh, just lay down, homie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't. It was just he was so scared to take a loss. He was about to take a fumble instead. That's it. But G-Baby is pissed about this damn uh, this team. And I don't think he's giving him enough credit. And what no, I would say is, like, he's bringing up some good things. It's like, all right, Darnold. We don't get a lot to yet to know about him, but I'm not ready to shit on him like he is. But he's forgetting too. What about Christian McCaffrey? What about DJ Moore? What about right. Terrence Marshall Jr.? What right. about Robbie Anderson? Like there is actually, we've been sitting here saying this defense could be the is the pleasant spot about this team. But when you really look at it, the offense has some horses. We just continue to think about this offensive line being the Achilles heel of that. But come on, there's some studs on that offense, and there's some studs on the defense. Tony, you know what I've learned about a lot of these Panther fans? That hating on this team perpetually is like a fucking way of life for them. It's like that's all they know how to do. Whenever whenever the Panthers do anything, all they've known is mediocrity and and disappointment. There's a lot of jaded Panther fans, man. They're almost rooting for them to be banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, like uh, if if they're good, it's gonna surprise me, and it's easier to say they're gonna be bad than it's gonna be good. Like there's less um, risk, right? 
There's less risk in a fan. If you came out and said Sam Donald's going to throw 27 touchdowns and 16 interceptions, that is more risky than saying he's going to throw 19 touchdowns and 19 interceptions. Right? Rooting for them to fail is easier than rooting for them to succeed. Yeah, man. Just a bunch of jaded-ass fans that have no hope for the future. It's like that. That's fine, man. And listen, whenever, whenever the Panthers needed to have some shit said about them, dude, we were we were saying all the things that needed to be said. We're always going to be honest with you about the state of the football team. But that's why many of the fans of the C three C three podcast like what we're saying because we're optimistic about this football team, Tony. Right now, we feel I don't think good. we're three wins, right? Like he's so, he's so down on a it. lot like, how better. About this? Than three Is that wins. if we get? I'm I'm at eight. That's what I want. If we get eight wins right here, I'm gonna say this is a good year. Eight wins. Mm, is a good year for me. Nah, I mean to me that's uh, no. I think we're I think we're better than an eight win football team. Mm. CK, back, if I if I gave you eight line. wins right now, CK, would you take it? No, it's still a losing season. Mm. Yeah, it's mediocre. Five hundred. We don't want five hundred. No, it's below five hundred. Five last year. That's like a good oh, yeah, fifty percent increase. And don't matter, right. dude. It, it, listen it, to me. Improvement over last year is not really improvement. The only way that it's an improvement is if we're a playoff team. That's what I'm saying. We're either boom or bust. This is either a damn good football team or we're a basement dweller like uh like G Baby's talking about. But um, I, I really don't think that's where we're at right now. I think that our defense is going to pose a nightmare matchup for a lot of different teams. But before we go any further, CK, it's about that time, my brother, because we've got 108 people watching, and it's time to shame these fools, man. Sub, sub, subscriber shame. 111 people watching. 42 thumbs up. Listen, man, this is 100% free. We're going to be here for you all season long. And even when there is no football, the C3 podcast never goes away, baby. We're here Tuesday night. We've got some interviews in the works for the middle of the week. Me and CK are going to be doing some more uh, Panther simulations. And the Friday free-for-all is every Friday at 7 p.m., where you can come in the chat room and tell me what you think about the Carolina Panthers. You can even join me in the stream yard. I'll let you come in the show and tell me whatever you want to tell me on the Friday free for all hit the like button, tell your friends and all your Panther fans about the C3 podcast and uh, about me and my guys, Tony and CK, just cutting it up, talking about some <laughs> Panthers football. There, that is so whack. There's been over a hundred people watching the entire broadcast, and y'all jokers can't even smash a thumbs up button. Hit I mean, them thumbs. I mean, that's free. That's free, homie. It's free. Um, I put up in the chat a poll on YouTube. What do you equate to a successful season for the Carolina Panthers? Seven, eight, nine, ten wins you guys can vote in that let's go to the next call 252-228-5098 hey this is panther rule um i just wanted to throw this out there i believe that we'll be bringing a quarterback in sometime in the next 24 hours i really do believe that maybe sometime before this week or something 
because I believe we'll either have one on the practice squad or we'll actually cut somebody and bring him up here uh, and put him on a roster. Uh, I don't see us going into a regular season with just two quarterbacks and none, none, no, no third quarterback nowhere. Also, I believe that Daly and Brown are going to be starters on the offensive line before yeah. week five. I'm going to put a bet on that. So, um, and that Daryl Johnson dude is way more talented than uh, Curtis Miller was. And I'll get you later and keep pounding. And especially Christian Miller. That's um, <laughs> yeah, what I know. Um, you know, is that I, I think that Christian Miller was a outside linebacker fitting on the just didn't have the body for what we needed at that point. A lot of fans in the chat room are saying we need 10 wins. 70% almost are saying 10 wins is successful. Good gosh, y'all. Yeah. Tony, your 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 standards are, are too low, man. We don't want no mediocre Panthers this year, bro. It's time no, we man, gotta, we gotta not do me. our thing, man. Oh we got we got to do our thing. We got we, listen. We have all the offensive weapons. Wow. If Derrick Brown takes the step that that we all see him taking in the preseason, that man has been unblockable. You add in uh, Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns, who are just nightmares off the edge. And on top of that, if Dante Jackson has a career year on the other side of the defensive rookie in the year, known as J.C. Horn. Dude, I'm telling you, this defense is going to give our offense a cushion that, you know, frankly, we might end up needing once we find a rhythm. But once we do find a rhythm, I think our receivers are going to be a nightmare for opposing defensive backs, uh, especially early on in our schedule, man. I, I think this has the potential to be a very good football team. I think G-Baby might be coming back for more. I don't know. Let's see. Cody, talk that motherfucking gag, bro. The fuck they talking about, G? Cam Newton put this motherfucking franchise on his motherfucking back for a whole motherfucking decade, bro. And we couldn't even give him the audacity, bro, and be patient with him with his fucking injuries, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? And we drafted his replacement, Will Graham. Look where the fuck he's at. He ain't even on the fucking team. Oh, we're going to draft fucking Teddy Bridgewater. Guess what? He ain't even on the motherfucking team. And now we're on fucking Sam Donald. And he ain't going to be on the motherfucking team, bro. I hate some Sam Where have we been since fucking Cam Newton? It's been gone, bro. Not nowhere, bro. Since 2015, the fucking Cleveland Browns have more fucking playoff wins than the motherfucking Carolina Panthers, bro. Get the fuck out of here, bro. If Imagine Cam said, Newton with all these motherfucking in weapons in this motherfucking offense, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? That's what I would do. Fuck PJ Walker. Bring Cam Newton in. Have a QB competition. I don't give a fuck about no fucking Sam Donald, bro. Let him get his motherfucking franchise back, bro. Put ass in seats. All those motherfucking little kids that got game ball. They're fucking grown up now. You don't think they want to see that nigga back in Carolina, bro? And that's bullshit. Motherfucker carried this franchise on his motherfucking back when we shit on him, G. And we couldn't even give him the audacity, bro. And he paid with his motherfucking injuries. And we're the ones that threw him out there on a fucking preseason game week three. How about this? Let's talk about this with this call. CK, um, I know a lot of people um, (laughs) who have been trying to get together even with c3 fans people are rallying to get to a game all of us together we saw the new england game on the schedule 
and the tickets were so expensive coming out. You know, I didn't there, buy yeah. it. Is that messed up that I was part of the people maybe subtly encouraging a meetup and now I want to buy the tickets? I will still go to that game, but boy, they ain't no $300 anymore, are they? Oh, no, I bet you they've dropped. I haven't looked uh, recently, but yeah, I'm I'm certain that that's probably dropped uh, significantly now that that game is less um, <clears throat> has less of a storyline to it. I think uh, I'm going to be wearing my Cam Newton jersey anyway. How about yeah. that? I'm going to wear that Cam Newton jersey <laughs> in that game. Oh, man. What are you going to do when you go there? Um, if we go there, is it even going to matter or is this going to be <laughs> the audacity? Uh, is this even at this point, will this be in the rear view finally for our podcast? For our, podcast like at what point will cam newton not be dude i have a hard time experiencing the time where it's not a part of our 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 like like, dialogue yeah but not a part of our dialogue in some way shape or form now it may start to like i think as you've noticed until there's an actual story like cam newton tends to fade away from our conversations like there for a while it was every week it was cam 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 and then it's a little less cam a little less cam storyline a lot of cam but then a little less scam, a little less cam, and it goes on and on. Um, but I think he's always going to be a part of uh, our conversations, mainly because of exactly what we talked about. Like, he's an all-time Carolina Panther. And uh, exactly what Cody was mentioning, all the people disrespecting him, they just, they. I think a lot of them are just, number one, a lot of them were probably the people that hated him when he was here um, already. So it's not even a necessary, you know, I think the majority of people that liked Cam are sitting here thinking, Oh man, that sucks for Cam. I'm sorry. He's it sucks that he's going through that. But uh, how interesting people... to how interesting to me is this? Is that um, was there a bigger story today in the NFL than Cam being cut? No. And the NFL, the ESPN, every major outlet was just jacking that Cam Newton cut dick. You know what I'm saying? Like all day long. Even for us, like I don't even want to be talking about it. Ultimately. But boy, the national outlets—that was their bread and butter today. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean that's big news, man. Cam Newton has always been big news, and he was the biggest, the biggest name superstar that the Panthers have ever had. But just because he was the quarterback, I mean, and the that whole MVP season. I mean, Cam Newton had celebrities in the bank, dude. Here in uh, in Bank of America Stadium, so I mean, listen, that that's going to be a part that lives with Panther fans forever. And listen, I've always been open about my fandom with the Carolina Panthers. I'm not someone who dates back to 1993 when I was three years old. My my fandom started when the Panthers drafted Cam Newton, and you can't call me a bandwagon fan. Because my nah. triple ass ain't going nowhere. No, I know y'all weren't, but I've I've heard people on, on Twitter and in the YouTube chat. I started with Julius Peppers. I'm, I'm, hey, a, Julius I'm, a, I'm Peppers, a bandwagon fan. Nah, Julius Peppers made me a football fan and a Carolina Panthers fan. Yeah, He grew sure. up very close. He grew up 45 minutes away from where I live. I never saw him play high school. I just kind of heard his name in a couple of circles from kids. You know what I'm saying? And then... He went and played for Carolina in basketball. I'm from Eastern North Carolina. We watched college basketball like crazy in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a big deal. 
I was not a professional football fan, but I became a Julius Peppers fan. And I said, where this cat goes, I'm going to kind of cheer for him. And then he went to Carolina. I didn't really have a strong, strong allegiance to an NFL team. And it kind of solidified. And then, like, all of a sudden, fantasy football was big. And then I became a football fan. And it was kind of centered on this right. one individual. <clears throat> but no, that's not a knock. That's a gravitational pull, homie. Yeah, man. I mean. All right. No, nah, I mean, like, like, there ain't nothing wrong with all of a sudden becoming a fan of football because of a of a transcendent player. Yeah. yeah but, like, but I feel bad about that. That's like saying this is that I became a football fan because Randy Moss was bad as a motherfucker. Or yeah, everybody, Anybody got to talk shit about that? Nope. I wouldn't. And, and everybody has their, their start point. You know where, where their where their fandom starts. So that's why yeah, I said yeah. earlier, like, it's like, a, like it's Cam, a, it's, exactly. If, if, if now if you're stuck no, with us, homie. Now you're stuck with us, right? No yeah. Cam Newton anymore. Now you're stuck with us. But thank you, Cam. Yeah. If there's no Cam Newton, then you know this past. You might 10 just years, still be reading some damn uh, graphic novels right now. Oh, I still do that too, but I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be keep pounding. While I, while I was doing it, but thank God I am pounding, and I'll forever and I'll forever 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 keep pounding. So I'm pounding, then I'm pounding the table for y'all to call into the show two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's go to the next call. Hey guys, what's up? Um, my thing is, why don't they bring try to bring Pam back as like a uh, like a Taysom Hill, Drew Brees thing, and on top of that, Darnold's still young and he was playing for a shitty team. And Cam could probably help coach him up. That's just my thoughts. I felt like he just said coke him up. Don't (laughs) coach him up. No, (laughs) Cam's not ever gonna play. Yeah, Cam's never never gonna play at tight end. Urban Meyer wanted him to do that at Florida uh, at one point in time, and Cam Newton said, "Yeah, bump that noise." Uh, So yeah, he'll be back here at Carolina. Sorry. Like if yeah. y'all are saying that he can't be a quarterback, a backup quarterback, he certainly can't be that in Carolina. Imagine that! Oh my gosh, that would ruin this show. You guys are tired of us talking about Cam Newton. Imagine Cam Newton be the backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> this and the moment, the moment Sam Darnold throws an interception. I know. Put him in. <laughs> yep, done. We're done with him. All right, uh, next call. Hey guys, it's Joey. Uh, yeah, I'm like the anti G baby. I think we're gonna be great this year. Our <laughs> defense is legit. Our defense literally is the perfect defense for the NFC South because we have the Saints. I don't know what they're gonna be. They might very well be meh. They might have a number one pick. I don't think they're gonna be that bad. I don't think they. I don't think the Saints can out suck the Houston Texans. But, uh, yeah, we definitely have Brady in our division. That's no joke. Uh, we definitely have, uh, uh, we have the fail cons, and unfortunately, they still have a competent offense. So, looks like we're going to be dealing with them at least this year. Great. But anyway, you know what? G-Baby seems like the type of Panther fan that the stadium is full of away fans 
And at the half, and like at the third quarter, or maybe the end of the fourth, because he realized he can't get drunk and talk shit. Because, you know, at the end of the third, they stopped selling alcohol. So he leaves. And we're only down by like four points. Anyway, he seems like that type of Panther fan that leaves in the middle of games. Which I only reserve for really bad games. Like good dad games. But... Good dad games. I like that. Yeah, It's a real statement. Gee, baby, if I see you, I'm mugging you for your Bojangles. If I see you. Anyway, guys. <laughs> good joke. Uh, <laughs> hey, CK, can you shame these mugs? I looked over. There's 112 people watching this damn, <clears throat> damn show right now. We're still at 60 thumbs up. I mean, like, come on, folks. I ain't asking you for no money. I ain't asking you for nothing. Actually, I am asking you for your time. I appreciate your time. But turn your phone vertical. Smash that thumbs up button. Shame these mugs. C3 fanatics in the chat right now that have not hit that thumbs up button. Sub subscriber shame. Shame. Hit the thumbs up. How about this? If you are a believer that the Panthers are going to kick ass this year, hit that fucking thumbs up, baby. Let's go. Are you a fan or not? Are you a whining ass fan that just wants to complain all the fucking time? Then go somewhere else and find a podcast that that's what they do. Right here, if you're a fan, before the season fucking starts, hit the thumbs up button like you got some sense. Word up. That's about as shameful as you can get if you didn't do that. You might as well go on, you damn Saints fans. All right. um, Let's get back to this roster real quick and things across the news. Look, number one, we uh, we saw this. Is can you pull the roster back up for us, Cody? Yeah, yeah. As we as we look at this, and we just kind of kind of try to bring this show together for the night. Um, you know, we we looked at this team, and I I think uh, they said that there was something to the effect of forty people that they already knew. Interestingly, is that Alex Arma, who people kept saying, "Oh man, we really missed an opportunity with him. We missed the opportunity with him," was released by the the New Orleans Saints. We kept um, one uh, fullback, which is Giovanni Ritchie, but I believe he was listed as a tight end earlier in the week. Ultimately. Uh, I think that the Trimble uh, is Trimble is the an interesting, interesting player that I think they're going to ask to play a big role on this team. Were there any position groups that stuck out to you? Cornerback, uh, two guys made it: Miles Hartford, Hartsford, and Keith Taylor. Keith Taylor sustained a minor injury, I believe. Where do you like? What's your final thoughts about this roster, guys? Um, so uh, CK had a tornado warning, he had to bounce. He just put All that right. <laughs> uh message in the chat. Uh, thoughts out to CK, stay safe, buddy. Um, yeah, get in the um, bathroom, homie. Get in the bathroom. Yeah, they, they're not fun. I've been through a few pretty scary tornado warnings before. Um, but yeah, um, what was your question? Uh, cornerback depth, just the overall thoughts on the final roster. I actually, we didn't even mention Joey Sly. We talked about this in the post game. Like, what are your, I guess, as we look at this, G Baby thinks this roster is shit. 
you think that this team is expectant of 10 wins. When you look at the, I guess, the overall, just the 53, is there, what's your final thoughts on it? Well, my final thoughts are one, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of surprise on the internet that we've ended up keeping four tight ends. Um, and I think that we're seeing a real concerted effort this year, or that we will see a real concerted effort to get the tight end involved in what we want to do more in both blocking and pass protection, run by run blocking, pass protection, and in the receiving game. And I think that they wanted to be able to do a little bit of all those things. So um, keeping four tight ends is something that they ultimately felt like they wanted to do. How about this? We didn't talk about this. We were all pretty much writing Ian Thomas's walking papers, and uh, man, they're still on the football team. So, Well, he showed up in the third preseason game. We saw him yeah. all of a sudden. We had never seen him before, it felt like. But you're right. He made this team, and it looks like they're almost were protecting him to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, if the man still has some talent and he can still contribute to this football team, I'm all for it. Um, Tommy Tremble has also looked fantastic. I think that they're definitely going to work him in some meaningful snaps too. And I think really that we're not even understanding how much this might pay dividends for a running game. Man, if we can get Christian McCaffrey with some lead blockers out in front of him, just putting dudes in the dirt, giving him running lanes, man, that's, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is going to be the type of player that Sam Darnold has never had at his disposal before. So if we can get some big people movers on our offensive line, you know, dude, I'm I'm happy. I think our offensive line could end up surprising, even though I think, you know, as Matt Rule said, I-85 is still under construction. So, um, you know, I, I think we're, we're going to continue to build upon what we have. And overall, I'm not too disappointed uh, in this final 53-man roster except for um, the safety position and um, that that center, man. That center, I know I've said it, 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 it worries me. It worries right, me. Uh, I come back to it. Last two kind of questions first. Let's start with the long snapper. Fletcher, we we briefly and moment momentarily talked about this earlier in the show. Fletcher, Tom, what was his name? Uh, Whoever Thomas we Fletcher. drafted, Thomas Fletcher, drafted in the sixth or seventh round. Two something. A lot of people pointed out there could have been other players and um, available. Are you upset that we did we squander a draft pick here? Is this a weird business when it comes to the Carolina Panthers? Or kind of my opinion is doesn't really matter. No, a wasted pick is a wasted pick. Uh, the very next pick right after that, Trey Smith went to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he is going to be a starter for them. And I loved his film coming out of Tennessee. And by the way, Tony, I'm, you know, I, I call it like it is. It doesn't matter who the general manager is. Uh, I gave Marty Herney a ton of shit for drafting Will Greer. And then the very next pick, was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who is still balling out for our division rival, New Orleans Saints. And the fact of the matter is that we're going to be saying the same thing about the Panthers taking a long snapper 
who didn't even make it to the start of the season over a guy who is probably going to be a starter at guard in the NFL for a long time to come. We could have had him and Deontay Brown on the interior. But, um, yeah, to me, that was a wasted pick. I'm not using um, anything more than a seventh-round pick on anything more than a kicker. Uh, I'm not drafting a long snapper. Um, I'm just – I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm I'm just not. Right now we're at 64% saying 10 wins would be a good year for the Panthers. Nine, uh, nine wins at 29%. 5% say eight wins and only – 2% of the fans would be happy with 7%. You can vote in that poll for just another minute as we are concluding the longest-running Panthers podcast, the C3 Panthers podcast. Um, last question when it comes to the content before getting the ice up and some other things right here. Uh, Santoso, we talked briefly. We talked about it a little bit on the post-game show. Um, poor... Dang, Joey Sly got a case of the yips, bro. Straight yips. You could see it in his head. In the final preseason game, they bring out whatever Santoso, this giant dude. This, like, he looks like the jolly Mexican Jolly Green Giant. Right? He comes out there and he bangs home this 54-yard field goal that clanks off the post. You could see the relief and the happiness. Like, it was like this pressure being shed off of him and this big smile under that glorious mustache appeared and then they trot out Joey Sly the next kick and he pushes it right and you can and even before he even kicked it I think they went to a commercial break you like you just see the pressure just like a giant weight on this guy's back I mean he was struggling you can see he was so nervous it was just all up in his head Right, and uh, Joey Sly is no longer part of the Carolina Panthers. The Santoso guy is the answer right now. Um, is this the answer? Are we? Do we need to be all growing mustaches right now? You know you what I thought one. about. Tony? I can't do it. So. You know how we have the Spanish broadcast announcer who's right? who's legendary. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Santo, Santoso is Spanish, isn't he? That sounds like a Spanish. I mean, it doesn't la- sound last English. name. Yeah, dude, we might have some <laughs> lit. We might have some more lit uh, um, Spanish announcing calls this year with right. Santoso. Listen, I'm pulling for him, man. It's like, sure. look, at, at one point in time when we didn't know who Joey Sly was, we all gave him the benefit of the doubt. We referred to him as Sly Cooper and tried to give him all these nicknames and shit. Uh, look, uh, Santoso has to go out there and prove it. But right now, I think he's got a ton of fans. He's got a cool ass mustache. That's a big, thick boy at six foot five, two hundred and sixty. His pounds. mustache is epic, bro. He's a unit. He's an absolute unit. He's a badass. Uh, he quite literally has a big leg. So yeah, man, I, I'm pumped for him. Imagine how cool that would be if we finally got the end, uh, the the good end of the stick on a kicker. You know, normally we're either sending away Harrison Butker or something. You know, but what if we all of a sudden got a franchise kicker out of Santoso, man? That would be pretty fucking cool. It's been a minute. If not, we got a franchise mustache for sure. 
Right. I mean, imagine if it worked. Like, I hope it works. I hope he becomes, like, the greatest kicker in the history of the NFL. And we can put, like, the mustaches on footballs. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can wear those mustaches to the game. What if he goes perfect this year? Imagine that. That's what I would say. If he, like, doesn't miss a kick this year, you know we all buy a mustache. Like, I can't grow a mustache, so I'm going to need to get a fake one. But we all go in that Santoso for the rest of our life. I'm ready. I'm ready for this mustache game to take over the world. Dude, I had a mustache and sideburns when I was 14 years old. Hey, man, my kid grows a better mustache than I do. <laughs> but I got great hair. So oh, yeah. That, yeah, you, you got the head. I can't hair, grow man. facial hair. Good God. I can grow it above my neck, uh, actually above my nose <laughs> and below my neck. But that's it. Anyway. Um, I got hair more places than you care to know. How about that? Yeah. We'll leave All it right, that. Let's move on to this hair from this. This conversation's getting hairy, right? Yeah, now. yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, as before we get in, we got one more segment to get into the ice up picks where we close out our show. Um, please remember to call in 252 228 5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Wherever you go to get your podcast, um, just tell a friend about the show. We're just trying to grow Panther Nation together. That's ultimately join the community. That's it. Um, the last things. What we got coming up this week? We got some. We got some cool things coming up. We not only are well. First is Labor Day weekend, so everybody have fun this weekend coming up. But before then, we got an interview on Thursday, right? Who we got? Yeah, we're going to be interviewing John Ellis from One Panther Place. Uh, He has a podcast with Billy Marshall called The Roar. He has been very um, affluent on Twitter. He's been to Panthers training camp. He's got his ear to the ground. He has a lot of really good insights on the Carolina Panthers, and we're going to be interviewing him uh, this week. Um, and That will be going up on the channel sometime soon. Uh, we're we're going to be doing a lot more interviews this year, just in like some one-off interview segments that we'll be able to upload throughout the week. And we'll try and get some real cool guests to come in and talk about different teams. And this team, we're really going to try and, and get some really cool guests to come hang out with us uh, for the podcast this year. Friday night, we got the Friday free-for-all. And then next Tuesday, obviously, we'll be back previewing the game with the for the New York Jets. And then after that, guys, good Lord, by the time you get to the next Friday free-for-all, we'll be prepping for a damn real football game and we'll have the post-game show. So a lot of cool content coming up. We want you to be a part of that community. Right now, we're going to conclude the show in our homage to Steve Smith, the saltiest, the most honest, the most... uh real the realist analyst in panther tv history is steve smith and he tells mugs to ice it up to get it together cody come on who are you gonna ice up this week so listen man by the way just let them roll because i don't i got i just mine is just like regular personal shit which is like icing up being late picking up your kids or something oh boy all right well first off uh 
where do you want to start? Because I got a little bit of all different kinds of flavors. We can go. Just let me hear it. I'll commentate back. All right. So first, um, let me get your opinion on this. Okay, I've got three in a row. Let's just let's just jump into into all of them. I want to get your opinion on this. Um, I'm icing up uh, everybody who freaked out on Trent Dilfer. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll start serious and oh we'll yeah, towards. all right. Wait, and, and, like and we'll, yelling at that kid to sit down or whatever. Yeah. Now listen. Up right. first, I'll I'll let you see the this see what happened. A lot of yeah. So oh, can you put the sound on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play it one more time with the sound because the sound makes it kind of even. I I guess slightly more intense. Yep. Trent Dilfer is a high school coach now. Players talk back. Now, for some Trent reason, like when people had an issue with this. And, dude, I feel like every single football player that ever played football from the 60s to the 90s looks at this shit like, uh, yeah, that's what coaches do sometimes. Like, it, it would be an entirely different scenario. If Trent Dilfer punched that kid in the face or, or, or slapped him or something, or put him in a an, closet it, like Mike Leach did, I then think it, yeah, Mike Leach put enti- people in a closet for like a weekend or something. It, dude, it, it, it would, it's, it baffles my mind that people like take umbrage with this. And that yeah, Trent Dilfer walked it back. But Tony, if this was your son, and let's say he grows older and starts playing football, and class. you see the head coach doing this to your son. Honest opinion. How do you feel about it? I would actually hey, ask Dilfer, why was like, he when doing his players Because back. if my kid was mouthing off and saying some ridiculous shit and being a fool, and he was looking out for him to saying, sit down and get your mess together. But if he was just like, um, like 12 men on the field, I would have a problem. You know what I'm saying? So, I have a giant problem with this if it was over something like, um, hey, you stepped on my shoe. But if this kid was out there doing something that was that I would not be proud of as my son, right? And like to the point of semi-violent, which he didn't look like that. We only see such a small clip. We have we you know like what what set this off is is kind so, of my question because if he punched somebody, right? Like if he punched somebody or a teammate or pushed a coach, then nah, like I wouldn't say this is an overreaction. If it was, he fault started. Yeah, I would. So well, no. So okay, this is what happened. Apparently, his team had been on the end of a few personal personal fouls. Like they, they had uh, there had been a few things uh, where the team just wasn't listening. And then one of their better players on the football team caught a penalty, and then he just ended up kind of catching the brunt of it. And then, yeah, as uh, uh, George uh, Marcello uh, says right here in the chat, I have watched this too. He went on Pat McAfee's show this morning and basically was saying that he was in the wrong. And listen, he, he said that he could have handled this better. But the fact of the matter is, this isn't anywhere near as bad as numerous other players uh, have gotten. 
And listen, you're when you sign up to play football, inevitably you sign up to be coached. And sometimes your coaches are going to coach you hard. And sometimes players only respond to hard coaching like that. It just it, it depends on the player. So I have no problem with this. I think everyone who got really bent out of shape uh, over this are, are frankly just, um, you know, I mean, th- this is what happens at football sometimes. Like, he didn't punch the kid, didn't slap him. I didn't feel that all the uh, outrage was that worth it. So to everyone uh, who was going to Trent Dofer, I saw Tony, I have another one for you here. I have three lined up. Let's roll uh, them out. Let's roll them out. This will be good. This is about better are, than what I got. I don't got anything good, so I'd rather just You are this. not going to believe this shit. Some of you might have heard um, about Bishop Sycamore. And oh, if you the, have, what is this? A fake team? How, what so is that? Dude, How is this even okay, true? Listen up. IMG Academy is one of the best uh, high school football teams in the country every single year. And ESPN put them on, uh, in, in, ESPN put them in a primetime matchup on ESPN against this team called Bishop Sycamore. And the team was a fake football team that had a P.O. box listed as their address. And Tony, listen to all this. There has allegedly never been a Bishop Sycamore. Uh, They played two games in three days. So they played on a Friday and then played again on a Sunday. And these players were concussed. They were beaten up. Most of these players had played college football before. Um, most of the players were junior dropouts. Uh, and the head coach had a warrant out for his arrest for a previous um, uh, sexual assault charge and never showed up to court. So there was a warrant out for his arrest. And ESPN did no vetting and put these dudes on a primetime matchup against one of the better football teams in all of high school football. Um, to make magic. Why is the ISA pick not just as much on the IMG Academy, though? Well, I mean. Like, do you just, like, like feel, like, what well, if you're, like, goes, listen, Right. I mean, well, I know this is, I agree. As You know who this is not on? Is Bishop or Sick, Sycamore Bishop. This is a that's a, a strong lead for them. Except actually, you know what? We got to ice them up because they lost forty four to nothing. I heard no, they lost uh, fi- no, they lost fifty eight to something. And the fact that they had that they they played a game on Friday and then played again on Sunday. Who they played that, on Friday? I want to know who they played on Friday. Where that's the real story. whoever it was. It's not enough time to recover. Like Alabama and then and then let alone play on Sunday against one of the better teams in high school football. By the way, they didn't even have enough equipment for every player. So uh, uh, at the end of certain plays, look, the players are well, tossing they helmets. Funded. Look, they're funded by the they're, they're tossing they're helmets to one another. Didn't have enough uh, equipment. There was awesome. one player, uh, number 54, tore his ACL. And ESPN didn't even have him in their programming. 
They didn't even know who the player They're was. They're the Logan brothers of football. Dude, the fact of the matter is ESPN put these boys on there without ever knowing who the football team was. Um, no, and ice up to I say ice up to all right. I'll let you ice up ESPN. I'm icing up IMG Academy, and I am dabbing on this fake football team. I think that's Why? cool, man. Like, how did they con everybody? I mean, like, come on. Like, what if we just like made our fake college up and somehow we got a scheduled? I don't care if we lose or not. It's like we had a scheduled game against. I don't know. Alabama. You know, Alabama's got to beat or Georgia or something. They got to have these great schedules. And what if we could just con the whole world into believing we're an actual football team? I am dabbing on this fake football team, icing up the rest of the people. All right. And finally, we're going to end on, on a high note, on a funny note. Tony, you're going to fucking love this. And everyone in the chat room is going to love this too. So there was a board meeting from Virginia that uh, that went viral. Uh, it was, you know, it was these parents. They're going to complain to the school board about all their kids having to wear masks in school. Mm. And uh, let's just say oh, that there, there were some names that were on the on the the ballot oh, to, to go fun. up to talk and. Let's just say the names were, well, I'll just let you hear them. For us in, in, in this uh, environment, you answer to us, and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. <laughs> Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. <laughs> Sulk, Stuk, Mahidik. Suck my dick. Mahidik. Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. I leaned over. Oh no! I leaned over. I leaned over. This fuck, y'all get it. Don Kiddick. Don Kiddick. Don Kiddick. <laughs> Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome, dude. This is awesome. Oh my God. We ice it up there. <laughs> This guy, yeah, hey, you're gonna the, like fake ass things, but you don't like the fake ass football team. <laughs> dude, I don't even know who I'm icing up. I just had to play this. Uh, dude, this is the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. One more time, yeah, he went through, ev- he went through every single in, in, name. in this uh, environment. You answer to us, and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Oh my God, Thomas, we do appreciate you. Uh. Phil McCracken. (laughs) Phil McCracken. (laughs) Phil McCracken. 
What, have you felt my cracking? <laughs> Sulk, Sook, Mahidik. Uh, I think it was in Virginia, George. Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. Eileen Dover. Eileen Dover. Oh my God! That's what we need to do. All right, cut it there. Cut it there. Oh, wait, we got one more. There's one more. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> Wayne Kerr. Uh, All right. So uh, what I need to know is this: is who did this? I don't even they're know. They're a legend. They're a legend. Oh yeah. Oh, There's so not funny. like six people that came. If they oh, did, no. they smoked like seventeen bong hit. Like you know what I'm saying? They just went in and they're like, "We're gonna oh, mess God. with it." But has anybody come forward? And if they all have, they have to be in like a Seth Rogen movie. Uh, yeah, dude. They, they were. I don't know who did this, but whoever they are. Dude, I'm crying laughing right now. I, I laughed so hard earlier the first time I saw this. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I have to play this on the show. I cried. Right? I just cried. Oh, I dude, that was so fucking wow. Dude, I mean, if you do, all right. Oh, how about this? Is that, um, and kind of in that vein, is that my wife's cousin went to Kansas State University? It was like when George Bush was president. Right, I played this on the podcast like a long, long, long time ago. But he came there, and this was like when his he was in his second term. We, it was right when the movie Brokeback Mountain came out, right? Oh, okay. And he comes, he he comes out. He's a conservative president. We're in the midst of all these wars, and you know, and he's got all this pressure on them. And they had these scripted questions where you submitted to them, but they went fast. Like they just, you know what I'm saying? They went faster and they, and they had an extra 20 minutes. So they opened it up to like basically open mic. And my <laughs> wife's cousin being the ridiculous guy like this that would go up there and say, feel my cracking or whatever. His question to the president of the United States was, Mr. President, recently uh, this unpopular movie of Brokeback Mountain came back out. He actually started out with this as like, I know you're a rancher from Texas. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this new movie, Brokeback Mountain, which is about, yeah, it's <laughs> and it threw President Bush off his, like President oh, Bush was Lord. shook for like 15 seconds and then he recovered and he had a good joke coming back and stuff. But that's like in this, it's like an epic thing. My wife's cousin was like on that old uh, talk soup show, like not him, but they played the clip basically yeah. like on Tosh or something, you know, like it was that big. So funny. This is hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I love people that just live to fucking make a funny joke and see the oh, world. Man, that's a good one dude that's the epic oh. that's like a, the top epic shit i've ever seen right there dude that was fucking incredible i, love it. I right. loved it 
Um, all right, this is a C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Cody Lasney in the house, my co-host, my main squeeze, my producer. Where can they find your work? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. I am the Panthers analyst at drafttech.com. Right, right, first and second round comments for the Carolina Panthers. And here is a reminder to join the Friday free-for-all every Friday at 7 p.m. You can come on the show, be on the podcast yourself. Tell me what you think about the football team, whatever's on your mind pertaining to Carolina Panthers and the NFL. That's your platform to come on the show and do that. And, uh, yeah, Tony. That's it for me, man. I'm waiting to see my uh, my tigers uh, stomp those puppies in the in the bank this weekend, man. Yeah, let's go. Uh, ECU Pirates are facing the um, App State this weekend. We're underdogs. We're ten point dogs. Hopefully, this is a year that kind of the my ECU Pirates can at least get back in the positive winning category. And just to finalize the numbers. I asked earlier in the show, what numbers of wins would you equate to a good year for the Panthers? 57% said 10 wins, 34% said nine, and 3% said seven and eight. So ultimately, there's a little optimism in the air. We'll be back next week um, as we prepare for the New York Jets and the opening of uh, NFL football. Until then, guys. Um, do what you do. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Get us out of here.